Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Today, I am here with my unruptured colleague <laughs> and associate, Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing really well. I'm very glad that I'm not ruptured because I do not want to be the topic of this podcast, which is ruptured breast implants and what and, to do about them. And this happens. Oh, yeah. It definitely happens. I mean, it's a big part of revision breast surgery is ruptured implants. So what we're... Well, let's talk about that. There are a couple different ways implants can rupture. So we're talking about breast implants, obviously. Um, Filled with either silicone, silicone or saline. or saline because they come in either variety. If you have a saline implant, that means it has a silicone shell on the outside and it's filled with saline fluid on the inside. If that implant ruptures, it is not subtle. It is here today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> it is a surgical emergency that's an immediate call to your plastic surgeon of like, help, because I'm very lopsided. Now, to be fair, sometimes you can't tell if you have very large breasts or they're hanging very low on your chest and there's a lot of skin. Sometimes these things can go undetected. But in general, if they were otherwise looking pretty darn good one day and then one day one of them is not, then yes, you have a ruptured saline implant. It's not that hard to diagnose. And, and it's not really an emergency. I mean... Man, I, love, <laughs> I know it is because you're like, you're down like a, like you got a flat tire on one side. Yes. It's terrible. No, it's not but, a medical emergency. No. It is an aesthetic emergency to the patient because now they are lopsided. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a clothing couture yes. emergency. Yes, disaster. Yes. <laughs> it's a... It's a how am I going to wear this dress tonight? Yeah, disaster. we've all gotten that phone call. Help! <laughs> I know, totally. In fact, I got a lot. The reason we're talking about it is I got one on Monday that was like 10 in the morning, like, there's a problem with my breast implant. And so yeah. patient came in that day and I was like, you know, mm-hmm. so with a saline breast implant, you should address it sooner rather than later. Right. But you can leave it in for you good. You can leave it in forever. It's fine. it's fine. But if you want to look symmetric, you should probably get that addressed. So that that's an obvious one. Um, but if you have silicone implants, these are silicone implants have a silicone shell, silicone on the inside, you are not going to know by looking at your breast if it has ruptured because the silicone doesn't go anywhere. It's not like saline, which gets absorbed into your body. The silicone doesn't get absorbed. So it still stays there and retains its volume. So you wouldn't necessarily know just by looking at it if it has ruptured. Um, This is why FDA recommendations say that you should get your implants imaged starting at about five years, either with an ultrasound or an MRI, and every two to three years thereafter, because that's sort of the only way to tell if the implant, a silicone implant, has ruptured. Do people actually follow those? No. And I think we've talked about this on other podcasts before. That's up to your discretion. But if that is of a concern to you, that is how you would diagnose it. But... Let's go back a bit and talk about the types of implants, the age of the implants, and what happens when they rupture. So implants back in the day, back in the 80s and 90s, those were very prone to rupture. Yes. Those would rupture five, six, eight, ten years after placements, which is why the FDA initially recommended that you get your implants swapped out after 10 years, which right. has now just become sort of like plastic surgery lore. Oh, I've had my implants for 10 years. I need to have them swapped out. Well, that was based on old you know, data, which showed that, yeah, about, about 10 years, these implants would rupture. Let's swap them out before they do that. 
current generation of implants have 20-year warranties against rupture. That's how long the implant companies believe they should last for before they rupture. Most people end up having their implants swapped out before 20 years for aesthetic reasons. Size changes, time, age, gravity, children, pregnancy, things happen to the breasts and they want to upgrade them, change them out, but not necessarily because the implant itself has failed. Yeah, and that that's a, you know, the 20 years, you know, should you get them swapped out before 20 years? It makes sense that you should, but yeah. I think it's just that they won't, do anything if they won't warranty them after 20 years so True. that means that they they could still last longer they might and you but get if mris and check if right. you really are concerned and that's the only and by the way mri to me is pseudo reliable because it depends who's reading it i've i've had now two patients who've come in with diagnosis of ruptured implants on mri and their implants were totally totally intact, intact. and so yeah. that that to me is like now now I got to question every MRI that comes in right and so if you're doing it just based on that yes that is of concern but you give a good point for the warranties the warranties that these implant companies have say that if that implant ruptures before 20 years we will replace the implants for free and give you x amount of dollars to cover part of the cost of the surgery to replace them after 20 years that warranty no longer exists so it's not necessarily that the implant is going to rupture at 21 years it's just that it's no longer under warranty that's right but when we're talking about rupture of silicone implants it's really important to discuss intracapsular rupture versus extracapsular rupture. Very. That's a very, very important distinction. Very important. So, so when you put an implant of any kind into the body, whether it's a knee, hip, breast, whatever, the body's natural response is to form a capsule around it. It's the body's way of sort of walling off this foreign object in the body. In the breast, that's usually a very thin, filmy capsule. Sometimes it can be thicker in cases of capsular contracture. But in general, it's just a thin kind of filmy structure that surrounds the implant. When the implant ruptures, the silicone gel can stay contained within that capsule or it can actually leak out of the capsule and contact normal breast tissue or the other breast um, tissue in the area. That's a little more common in older implants. Older implants, the gel in the implants was very runny and thin and a little more likely to sort of leak out of its shell and get into places it shouldn't. Current implants very unusual the gel is just so much thicker it doesn't it's cohesive it's gummy bear it doesn't ooze or leak out into places that it shouldn't so if any implants been placed after 2012 13 ish unlikely that it's going to leak into your breast tissue and then go to your lymph nodes like older generations of implants used to chances are it's kind of just going to stay contained in its shell yeah, I mean, that cohesivity is really key because what that just means in terms of, you know, for you listeners, that the the silicone is more cross-linked. So it's more of like a, a shaped breast mound right. rather than a bag filled with, with a fluid. liquid. It, yeah. It's not that way. It really is more... It is more cohesive. It's like a gummy bear. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. That's why they call it gummy bear. Gummy bear. You cut a gummy bear in half, that gel doesn't go anywhere. Right. It stays contained in its little shape. That's very much how these silicone implants are. Um, 
which is why I, I kind of have a hard time really getting super on board with the FDA imaging recommendations. Because I'm like, well, say you're at eight or nine years. You're super happy with your implants. Everything's going great. You get an MRI, and it shows that there's an intracapsular rupture. Well, now what are you going to do? Well, now Be- you have to change it because that's there. Be- but maybe you don't have to because it's just going to stay in its little shell and it's not going to go anywhere. I know. So that's where then it just starts, you know, then you get in your mind and, and what are you going to do about it? And I don't have evidence, like statistical evidence for this, but I certainly have anecdotal evidence that leans towards swapping them out, even if they're not causing you problems. And that is mammograms. So if you have a known implant rupture and then you go and you get a mammogram and they smush your breast and they smush that implant, there is a high chance that that rupture, which was intracapsular and contained, could now become extracapsular. So that's sort of a reason. I have patients that come to me with known ruptured implants and I say, yeah, don't get mammograms because unless you're going to like, you know, swap this out. It's gonna it's gonna cause a problem. Yeah, and that that's a that is a big problem because once the t- once the silicone gets into the soft tissues, it's there. Right, and the How reason are you get that out that and that's what this is. Why is it a big deal if it's outside the capsule? Because if that silicone gets out of the capsule, it is now infiltrating and directly contacting breast tissue old implants that silicone gel was super runny and it would just infiltrate into the breast tissue and there was no way of getting it out without cutting out all the breast tissue and certainly no one's going to do that current implants eh, it's not so hard it's not quite as runny but it's a mess it's a mess when you go in there and it took your surgery which could have been a simple implant exchange take out the old one put in a new one into a much bigger procedure now you're doing a full capsulectomy taking out the capsule because that's key if you have a ruptured implant I think you have to take out the whole capsule surrounding it before you put in a brand new one because you can't put a brand new one into like an icky gooey capsule. So now you've just increased the complexity of your surgery. Now you have drains. Now you have a longer recovery. Now you're paying your surgeon twice as much. Like it just becomes much more of a complex procedure when that silicone is leaking everywhere. Yeah, and that that's why we wanted to talk about this because you have to know what to do when you have a rupture you know, if it, if it should, you know, most, most people don't, you know, it's not, it's not that common. You know, most people kind of get their breast implants and then they go about their business and then they swap them out at some point and then they go about their business and they swap them out at some point and they go about their business. That's sort of the normal, uh, you know, progression over a lifetime of having breast implants. But, you know, some people run into trouble and and when you have a medical device, it's a man-made, uh, you know, situation it's a it's a device that can have failures that can become infected that can cause scarring that can cause pain all these things that can come up um and you have to be aware of it so that if it does you can deal with it it's not it's not the end of the world but you need to be able to treat it and you need to be able to jump on it and have somebody who's in your corner to get it done which is why you go to a surgeon (laughs) that does a lot of this stuff and is really good at it right and people always ask, like, well, how do implants rupture? Like, what did I do to make this rupture? And every once in a while, you can pinpoint something, you know, but in, a lot of times there's just, you don't know. I've heard people say, oh, I got a really aggressive massage. You know, the woman was stomping on my back. 
Eh, maybe. Um, <laughs> a car accidents. People routinely look into a car accident and they're convinced their implants must have ruptured because their chest hurts so badly. You know, 99 out of 100 times you image them, you get a CT scan or something, and the implants are totally normal. So it takes a lot of force for these things to rupture. But sometimes, you know, the maybe the gel was faulty. The You know, who knows why these things Watermelon gun. Water. Someone. Someone shot you in the chest with a <laughs> with watermelon. watermelon. That'll, do, That'll it. do it. And I'm. And I'm not by any means saying don't get your mammograms because you absolutely have to get your mammograms. Just know that the older your implants are, the higher the chance that they may rupture with a mammogram. Yes. So and don't get shot maybe with a you don't. Gun. <laughs> don't get shot with a water gun. Maybe think about swapping them out before you hit that twenty year mark. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. That's a really good point. Um, that's where that, you know, the don't fix it if it ain't broke approach is probably helpful most of the time. But it could also be, you know, that we're, you know, being a little too nihilistic. And right. You should, you should pay attention. You should, I mean, like you said, these are foreign bodies. They need to be maintenanced somehow. You wouldn't buy a car and neglect it for 20 years. You'd, no. You'd go to the Absolutely. people who know how to take cars and have it checked out. So... Stay in touch with your plastic surgeon. Get it checked out every once in a while. Or, you know, if they haven't seen you in 10 years, just go in and be like, hey, should I get an MRI? Like, just stay on top of it yep. so that, you know, things don't happen that maybe could have been avoided. Yeah. And if you feel pain or something changes, then that's the time to go in and get an exam. For that, sure. I mean, for a sure. A thousand percent. Unexplained we are available for that. swelling, increased pain that wasn't there, a funny shape or look come in immediately because sometimes these things can be serious if left untreated yeah and we and we can help we can help make a diagnosis and figure out what's really going on or recommend an mri or ultrasound or whatever so you know that's why whoever puts your breast breast implants in is kind of your doctor for the the life life of those those implants implants. that's who you need yeah so go to somebody that's you know really going to be there for you to make sure that things are good agreed uh, anything else about uh, these implants? Obviously, swapping them out. There's that's a subject of many other podcasts. Many other for yeah for various. Go listen reasons. to the capsulectomy right. podcast. Go listen to the exchange. But we have so many breast implant podcasts. But this is a good one. Just if the if you have a rupture, you kind of need to deal with it, and this is how you do it. Yes. Well, thank you, Doctor Ravella. I will then take us out. And this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at Ravello Plastic Surgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon.